The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Okay, welcome everyone to the Ask Dr. Dream show. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and I'm so happy to be with you. And today's show is going to be magical. So put your hands in the air, shake it like you just don't care. It's going to be amazing. We've got Corinne Grio. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, or Corinne Grio. And and we're going to be also talking about your dreams, if you've got dreams that you would like to share. But also, if you want to talk about angels, we're going to be talking about angels today. Corinne's book is The Angel Experiment, a 21-day magical adventure to heal your life. So I'm excited. Nancy T, are you there? Can you hear me? I am here and I can't wait to meet her. I know, me too. Well, let's start with a little prayer and then Nancy, you're going to pull a card and then we'll just jump right in. So let me just invite you all to turn within for a moment and take a big deep breath, releasing and letting go of any stress, worry, hurry, flurry, or anything, even a jury, anything that rhymes with hurry, just let it all go. Ah, and drop all the way down deep into that center point, that still place in the center of your being that never gets ruffled or shuffled or scuffled. I'm rhyming today. I don't know why. It must be an angel. There must be an angel that likes to rhyme. We'll find out. But I'm just inviting you to drop in to that sacred place, that golden space within you that has all the answers that you seek, all the healing, all the wisdom, all the guidance. It's all right there within you. So we just let go of the static. We let go of Mercury retrograde and all the belief in it and know that we are exactly where we're supposed to be right on time, right with who we're supposed to be with and including those non-physical beings. I I know that we'll talk about them in more specifics, but I just want to do a general shout out to all the angels that have our best interest in mind, that are hovering around just waiting for an invitation to join the party and to support us and lift us up and bring things to us and have there be more grace and healing and upliftment. So let's just enter that dreamy sanctuary where ah, the dream zone is is not so, it's like that sweet spot between nighttime dreams and daytime dreams where they're really one and the same. And our angels help to guide us to make it the sweetest dream that it could possibly be for each of us individually and as a collective. So I'm just so grateful for this sweet moment grateful for Nancy T for joining me today and Corinne Griot and her book, The Angel Experiment. I'm grateful for all the folks at Unity, Louie and Jeff and Diane Ray 
and all the technology that brings us together, even when it gets glitchy sometimes, that's okay. So if you have a question, if you want to call in today with uh, an angel question or a dream question, the number is 816-251-3555. That's the number. Write it down. All right. So without further ado, I just want to say thank you. Thy will be done. And... Ah, okay. Welcome everyone to the show. And Nancy T, let's have you read our card first before we bring on Corinne. All right. This card is from your new deck and I'm so excited. I'm about to receive it in the mail. Yes. So hold on to my chair. Okay. This one is <laughs> called Pachamama and this is the Peruvian earth mother. She says, Honor your generous spirit, even though it may never be fully reciprocated by those you gift. Remember, the joy is in the giving, and by feeling you are fed by your divine source. Release the need for immediate gratification. Get grounded, and when moved, give from your overflow. Hmm. Yeah, I like it. All right. And, and those are actually your perfect. words, but but in channeling her, I'm guessing. Is that right? Yeah. Well, in writing the Dream Goddess Empowerment Deck, it, there was definitely a, a time to get to spend with each one of the goddesses. And some of them are angels, actually. And some of them are not necessarily what you'd call goddesses. They're, they're, they're beings that I love and that I put in the goddess category. I mean, like Our Lady of Guadalupe. And we wouldn't yeah. call her a goddess. She's a, a sacred being that is beyond description. But I got to hang out with them and and write like a ton and then whittle it down to a tiny little piece that would fit on the card, which is not easy. <laughs> not but, easy to do, but you did it well. And, you know, every time I hear Pachamama, I think of our friend Rita, who traveled with us to Teotihuacan, and she was an angel on earth. So it all fits. Oh, yeah. Rita Hillebrand, shout out to you. All right, so let yeah. me tell you a little bit about Corinne Griot. She's a licensed psycho psychotherapist. She's the founder of the Angel Academy, Angel Alchemy Academy, excuse me. And she's dedicated her life to sharing the transformational gifts she received while learning to work with the angels. She lives in Northern California. Woohoo! And her website is CorinneGrio.com. That's C-O-R-I-N-G-R-I-L-L-O. And I'm so excited to bring on to the Ask Dr. Dream Show. Corinne Grio, thank you so much for coming. Are you there? Are you there? I am there. And uh, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you guys. I'm so excited, and I want to also do a shout out to to Kim Corbin who connected us. So love her, and every time She's I so find my she is every time I find myself skipping, of course I have to think of her, and that would be every day, <laughs> almost, <laughs> if not physically, energetically. So I'm nice. always skipping so in honor of her. So let's just dive right in. So okay, I love I love that you say in your book, and where is it? I think it's on it's on page 18. Um, about how, let me see, as I left the session, the healer told me to keep talking to my angels as if they were real. So that's what I did. You see, I was not a religious person and I'm still not. I didn't go to church and I still don't. I cuss like a sailor and I still do. Love that. And plus I had a long history of leading a not so pure lifestyle. Woo -hoo. 
these things and many others made me feel unworthy of divine love. So I never would have guessed that the angels would listen to someone like me. Perhaps you can relate. So with that, ah, tell us why you, I love it. The, the, mm, like the, the not so eager disciple, um, the reluctant guru, you happen to become this, this angel translator, this angel alchemy goddess lady. <laughs> How did that come to be? Yeah, it was, it was one quirky, awkward step at a time. Um, <laughs> My favorite kind. It's the only kind there are. Yeah, the only kind of steps to make. It's been a really, really weird, weird trip along the way. Oh, but first, before I get totally into that, I just want to say I love that card that you pulled. I have so much fondness for going to Peru and I like to go Aww. down there. Um, I'm actually headed down to the jungle in May and I'm taking another group out there soon. So I'm so happy Pachamama showed up. Wow. Oh, yay. Oh, that's See? So cool. Perfect. Wow. Well, maybe it's we'll perfect. meet with you in Peru. I haven't been to Peru yet. In my mind, oh, my I God. have been wanting to so go so many times, but we're, it's on, it's like up, it's like the next thing in line to, to do. Oh, so do it. it's, it's just, mm -hmm. it's so much better than anything I could have imagined. And wow. it's just such a, I know it's, it's just, you just got to go. It's just one of those yep, things you got to go. And I love taking okay. people because it's just, you just don't, I mean, I know a lot of people are going there now, but it's just, you don't get it until you're there and you go, whoa, okay, there's something happening here. So it's very magical um, and beautiful. Oh my so, God. Okay. So Nancy T, we heard it from the angel lady. So that yep. means we've got to do it. It's, it's, oh, like it's we're so doing great. it. A woman yeah, date. Done. Do okay. You don't have to tell us right. twice. <laughs> So back to, you know, back to the, the journey there. Yeah, it was, uh, it really caught me off guard. I, I, um, I was going through a really, in, in particular, when I encountered the angels, it was a really intense period in my life. I mean, I was uh, not too graceful in life, um, mostly because there was a lot of trauma in my history. And, and as I grew older, I, I didn't really cope with that well. I had a lot of loss and a lot of abuse. And you know, what comes along with that is just a lot of, a lot of freaking problems, you know? So um, I went yeah. through the whole thing, but I managed to kind of get my life together. You know, I was a psychotherapist and I had a husband and wow. I had a daughter and, and I had a house and I had all the recipe of all the good things and none of it was working. I was still kind of suffering and suffered with a lot of depression. So during this period of, of the time, I literally, I was drinking about a fifth of tequila every two days. Um, I was on antidepressants. I was taking a, a boatload of Adderall and, mm. and I was working as a clinical counselor at a county mental health place. So like lots of irony there, right? You see the mm -hmm. irony? Yeah. yeah. So that's how I was uh, surviving back then. And so, yeah, a, a friend of mine for my birthday brought, bought me an angel reading, healing. I didn't really know what that was, um, but I've always kind of been curious. I've, I've always kind of loved spiritual things. Um, and, and so I just thought, hey, I'm going to a psychic. That sounds fun. Happy birthday to me. And she didn't really know anything about what I was going through at the time. Nobody did back then. Wow. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, you know, keeping, keeping, the, keeping all the darkness in the closet, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> underneath the yeah in 
yeah. in the Under- in the storage underneath the god in the underneath the yeah. closet behind yeah. the keep Facebook going. status. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. In the, in the laundry room, I mean, wherever you want to keep it. But a lot of us are really good at just kind of the, faking it till we make it, just putting on this weird mask of everything's okay, mm. but really secretly dying on the inside. So mm. that's that's really what I was <laughs> doing, and um, yeah. So I went to this reading, and it was amazing, and. Uh, and I right away, I just, you know, she was start, starting to drop down the truth and I was trying to not, you know, tell her anything. And I didn't want to, the stuff she was bringing up is stuff, exactly the things I did not want to talk about, you know. Um, so mm. she knew a lot more than she should have. So I was starting to go, okay, well, maybe there's something, you know, angels, okay. So I didn't really have a belief about angels before that. I, I, I thought, well, yeah, it's possible they're real, but I had never, you know, had any experiences with them so, so much. So, um so there you have it. I'm out there. I'm out the reading, and then she starts doing the healing work, and uh, and I could start feeling something. I felt uh, energy and things like that, and I I felt a presence in the room, and and I mean that was all cool. Um, and when I left that session, I felt different. I felt better, and so yeah, that's when she said, "Hey, talk to talk to me as if they're talk to them as if they're real." And I was like, "Well, why not?" Because that was pretty pretty awesome what just happened in there. Mm. And uh, so I'm just going to give it a shot. And so right away, I started having all kinds of interesting angel synchronicities. And and um, they were happening at a rapid clip to where I was starting to maybe believe that, okay, I think there were in communication here. But, you know, even with synchronicities, we can be so good at dismissing them and going, oh, that's just my imagination or that's just a coincidence. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, But I was feeling better, you know. And so I kept doing it. And after a few days of this, I was driving through um, uh, one of the one of the um, the downtrodden areas in Los Angeles, Pacoima, uh, uh, for anybody who's from L.A. Uh, and a bird, as I'm driving down this residential street, a bird drops from the sky and lands directly in front of my car. And it was like uh, pigeon size. And so mm. I drive around it and I see that its wing is mangled. And so as oh. I watch... Yeah, and it was really because my heart was open at that point because I had been um, kind of opening up and kind of talking to angels and I had all of this kind of compassion at the at the time, but I didn't know what to do with with the with the dang bird because I'm like in the hood, single woman driving, not going to get right. out and nurse a bird back to health because I don't even know anything about birds and um, didn't want to be late to my clients. So I did my new trick. So mm. as that bird was trying to pick itself up with its good wing, I talked to the angels and I said, hey, angels, can you help this bird? Or I, 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 did, I did like a prayer, you know, I prayed for it. Mm. And, um, you know, back then, that's not usually what I would do, but it was kind of like, mm. you know, like I said, my new trick. And so, uh, so yeah, I drove around the drove around the car and looked in the rearview mirror and I saw the bird start shimmying on the ground a little bit. So I stopped it, it, and it looked a little weird. So I stopped the car, kept looking, and before my eyes, I saw a tiny bird jump up from the body of that bird. The, those, mm. This bird was like about two or three inches. And then a second one jumped up from the body of that bird and flew away. And then a third one jumped up from the body of that bird and threw, mm. flew away. And what was left on the ground was nothing. <sighs> and... That is the moment that clued me in that not just angels were real, but that miracles were real. And mm. that changed me and changed the direction of my life. 
Oh my God. I love that story. We're going to take callers from time to time. So let's see. We've got Maureen from Calgary calling. Maureen, welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream Show. Do you have a question for Corinne or what's on your heart today? Oh, hi there. Um, Hi. So happy to talk to you both. Um, So happy to hear your voice. (laughs) I said that I would like help to uplift my mood. Oh, great. um, Wondering if there's an angel connection that can help me with that. Um, I also have some dreams um, that are really telling about my current um, state of mind. I think. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't let's know. Do you do, want me to share? Um, let's do uh, let's do an angel first, and then we'll do a dream or whichever. How do you, how are you feeling, Corinne? Yeah, let's do some angel action. Yeah, let's do an All angel. Right. And we'll, an angel and a dream. How about that? Okay. Okay. So um, I'm just going to say right now when I'm tuning in, I'm seeing a lot of gold light come forward. Usually to me that means it's Archangel Uriel. So it's a combination, actually, Archangel Uriel and Jesus. And so I feel like you have the possibility to break out of this um, thing with uh, not to sound cliche, but just tracking your thoughts and making making an interruption in your thoughts. And uh, I, I just feel like your your beautiful um, lifted self is right there right now. And that in working with Archangel Uriel, he can really help you shift the frequency of the kind of thoughts that you're having because he's showing these repetitive thoughts that it's almost like a hamster wheel, and then that's what's kind of bringing your, your state down. And so he would like to help you specifically with get, getting your mind out of the hamster wheel and, um, and opening up kind of the – it's almost like you're in a cage, and he wants to open mm. up the door to the cage and, and help set you free. And so I would work with Jesus and Uriel sit in meditation and ask them both to come in. And actually they're coming forward for you now. So while you're listening to this call, they can do some of this work for you. And we want you to actually feel the change and feel the difference. So um, hopefully that's a great start for you. How does that feel? Yeah. And that's super accurate. (laughs) I mean, my Mm -hmm. thoughts feel like, um, feel like they're emotions or they, you know, it's just all like you, like you said, probably one big hamster wheel. Mm. But um, yeah, very accurate. Is Wonderful. It? Yeah, so, so good. So I really feel like this is not going to be hard work for you, okay? And I mm. think I'm going to hold the intention that you get out of that hamster wheel and get out of that cage today. Because like I said, I feel like you've been doing good work, like try, doing your best to kind of break yourself out of it. But um, sometimes we need the heavies to come in and do, do, do kind Ooh. of the last rub down. And so mm. Uriel and Jesus um, really want to help just kind of kick, kick open the door. So I'm really excited for you. Um, and uh, just, yeah, just sit and invite them in and talk to them and please help me. And when you catch yourself going in that mental zone, say, oh, my gosh, there it is. Hey, guys, help me with this. Oh, and give it up. Corinne, I love that. I love I that you call too. them the heavies. Like yeah. I'm picturing yeah. these like angel mobsters that are like, yo, all right, <laughs> we got to do it. calling in the big guns all right so let's hear a dream maureen and let's see how these fit together okay and i do know some about dreams as well so they totally fit together i think um okay so last night it was um that i was crawling up a completely vertical slope that was slippery and muddy um and i was expected to do it by somebody i don't know who 
and uh, it was completely dangerous and pretty much impossible to not fall, but I was doing it anyway, you know. And Ooh. I've had other dreams where I'm in an airplane climbing up a, a completely vertical, uh, like a, beside a mountain slope, and it's pretty Ooh. much impossible to do successfully. <sighs> uh, yeah. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Oh, my Lord. Okay. All right. So I'm going to just kind of do a little quickie here. If it were my dream, that well, the feeling that I'm getting from this is... Um, this is just my feeling, and obviously I'm probably putting some of my own stuff on here, but I'm feeling the presence of a pretty gnarly inner critic that is that that is that is setting me, if it's my dream, up up to fail, and that is um, it just it just feels like the presence of a part of self that is that has very high standards, that wants the best, and it has all the best intentions, wants you to be at the mountaintop, wants you to f soar high, wants you to get above, but it's, but it's like, just get there, but there's no stair steps, there's no rope ladder, there's, so it feels like this conundrum, and so what the yeah. feeling that I just got was, oh, this woman needs what I need to do for myself, so I'm completely speaking in the mirror here. Um, it's like to the moment that I get critical with myself, I know immediately knee jerk, I need to bring in the most loving energy to compensate for that, to say, honey, it's okay. Look how good you're doing. Yes, I have high expectations for you. Yes, I want you to succeed. Yes, I want you to reach for the, ma the mountaintop. However, it's you're you can't this is an impossible setup we need to we need to give you another strategy and sometimes self-love like a it's like in the places where the criticism and the harshness is the deepest is the exact place where the love needs to come in the most deep and like fast and furious the heavies need to come in in other words and i'm yeah. picturing if it were my dream going back into the dream and finding some like creating some steps or some stairs or some rocks or something to climb that so it's not so slippery not so vertical but my question for you would be if you could go back in the dream and somehow got this massive infusion of self-love what would you do differently in the dream how would you respond to this person that's barking orders at you telling you to crawl up this slippery vertical slope? Um, I would ask, why am I even doing it? <laughs> like, okay. Because um, I, I would probably determine that I don't even need to be there. I don't even need to be doing it. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So what is this relating to? What's the thing? Because our dreams, I believe, always relate to situations that we're currently in, that we're about to be in, or something that we just came through. So what's the yeah. slippery slope in your in your world? I don't know. I mean, it's always something with me, like it, health. Um, currently, it's money. Okay, um, perfect. So it's a money. Yeah. It's a let's just call it the money thing. And okay. and is there so? Are you seeing how you've got an expectation of yourself that is that is slippery and muddy and vertical and not not necessarily realistic? I like what you said about the steps. Um, okay. So just on the level of dreams, because it's sometimes easier 
to to mess with it in the dream, what would you do? So would you create some steps or what what would you do? You'd first ask, why do I even need to do this? But then so might yeah. you might not even have to do it. But what would you do next if we're just on the level of the dream? Um Yeah, I I, I would say that it's impossible to do it this way. It's dangerous. It's not good for me. And right. um, that I would need to find a way, if I need to do it, I would need to find a way that's uh, safer and more manageable. I think. Okay, so just throw <laughs> out something in that dream that would be a safer, more manageable way to do it. Just something um, inside the reality of the dream. In a dream, anything's you know, I, possible. I mean, you can call I on an angel in a dream. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that in real life, too. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd, I'd like to know what's at the top. Like, why am I going there? And hmm. um, hmm. I'd probably want to get right back down to the bottom and sort of survey the whole situation again and and see why am I even at that slope and what you know what's the point of it all. Oh, I'm hearing, hey, is, is that Corinne or Nancy? Nancy? Or it's Corinne? me. It's Nancy. Nancy, chomp. I just chomp, um, go. kind of chomping at the bit to, to say something. When I heard this right away, the first thing, one of the first things you said was, it's it's not me. Someone else expects this. They, they I'm yes. expected to do this. And it made me wonder if one, if when you look at yourself and you compare yourself, are you comparing yourself to others? Or do you think that others expect things of you and therefore you're failing? And do you equate? that there are expectations that maybe only you've made up, but do you equate that to whether or not you're successful? And with a second question of um, being, you know, this, I was going straight to where you are with maybe right now you are at the top. And maybe the reason why that's so slippery and muddy and vertical is because you're not meant to go up it. Because if we embrace what is now and embrace the light that is around us now, you are at the top in this very moment. Mm. So I, I just, uh -huh. when you said, I don't know if I need to do that. I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And maybe just to Thank bring you. in a little, if, if this were my dream with what Corinne said about Jesus and Archangel Uriel, maybe you could put, I mean, if it were my dream, I'd put Jesus at the top of the mountain. I'd put Uriel maybe at the bottom and have them be in cahoots with helping me to helping me to to get over this hump this muddy hump that i'm on that's that's very earthy oriented and help me get to a higher plane and and give me some support corinne um when you're feeling like in life if you're feeling stuck oh my goodness we're gonna have to save this answer for the other side of the break about what corinne does her go-to strategy for how to get to the other side when you're feeling in the mud when you're feeling on a vertical slope slope that you just can't overcome what does corinne do you're listening to unity online radio The voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. 
Oh, it's so wonderful to be back. The, this couldn't have come fast enough that the break just was like, oh, I'm chomping at the bit to share everything that we just talked about over the break with you all. I'm, Nancy T. and I are talking with Corinne Griot, a licensed psychotherapist, founder of Angel Alchemy Academy. Her website is Corinne Griot. And we've been talking with Maureen about her. She was wanting to call on an angel to help her get unstuck. And she was sharing a dream with us about being kind of trying to climb a vertical, muddy slope and not having a lot of help with it. And my dog Lola is totally chiming in here. She's like, oh, oh my God, Maureen, you got to do it differently. <laughs> so over the break, Corinne gave uh, Maureen some strategies. First of all, of course, and this is for everybody, get the Angel Experiment book, A 21-Day Magical Adventure to Heal Your Life. And in the book, there's links to meditations that go with each angel. And in the table of contents, you've got the, it, it identifies the list of angels based on the qualities that you could, that you, um, that you get from it, meditating with them, like divine presence, vision. Um, you've got wealth, joy, um, health, courage, gratitude, harmony, and the list goes on. So it's, this is a really user-friendly book, super generous, Corinne. So you were also saying something to Maureen about having the feeling aspect of her connecting with Jesus and Uriel, but every angel. So say more about that, the feeling aspect. Yeah, for Maureen, I um, or really anybody who's carrying a lot of emotion and need, needs kind of a, a pattern interruption, you what is possible that a lot of people don't know is that they can actually feel the presence of angels with them. So I always invite people to begin to notice how they feel, and I do this in the book. You know, I point out that it's important before you call angels or anything, and you you take a take an inventory of how you feel right now, and then when you call them in you notice where things are headed. So what I would tell Maureen to unstick that energy, first notice where your body feels stuck, then call in um, Jesus and Archangel Uriel, ask them to relieve you and to shift things around for you and to do some healing work on your mind and your heart. And then notice what happens. But a lot, a lot because a lot of people don't realize it happens on it. It's an energetic. And so I always work with the energy body when I'm working with angels. And that's so much about what the book is about, is helping people really become aware of like, whoa. I mean, sometimes the shifts are subtle, but they're so powerful. What I love, um, Maureen, I love that you asked for help for, for an angel, like from an angel. And then you also brought in a dream to me. That's kind of like the magical, magical mm -hmm. cocktail in a sense. Um, like, because I, to me, if this were my dream, I kind of to put the cherry on top for me, I would call on the angels for sure. And Jesus and Muriel. And, and then also I would bring them into this reimagined dream, redirecting the dream and bringing them in. In fact, Corinne, now I'm going to think about you every time I do this. It's kind of like a, a shortcut to the dream redirection that I do is to yeah. just like, you know, let's just like cut out the middleman and just call in the angels and bring them <laughs> into the dreamscape and see what happens energetically. And I totally okay. feel the energy shifting in this dream. Like even if we don't have to figure out all the details of how the dream is going to change, just knowing that they're there in it, mm -hmm. it accelerates it. So I hope yeah. that's helping and, and, Maureen. And, and, I think, go ahead. Not, Corrine. I, I just want to say that what they, what they can do in dreams, because I do that as well. And I do a lot of inner child work with clients 
um, or especially when I used to do a lot of one-on-one, you just bring the angels in and they, they solve it. But I want to say that that shift that happens in the dream is exactly the same thing that happens in real life. And that's literally why I do the work is because they, it's a, it, it can be a serious game changer in how you feel about life and how life feels about you. Mm, I, I love wait. it. And I would say just to add one more list, one more thing on the list is to do it before going to sleep. And even when you wake up in the morning to do, I mean, I always think that the bridge between sleep and awake is such a powerful time because we're kind of in that spacey kind of beyond worlds place anyway, like bring them in as a, as a bedtime story, like call on them to help you with your dreams and rearranging your subconscious mind. And when you wake up as well. Thank you uh, so much, Maureen. Go ahead, Corinne. Yeah, Maureen, some, something I wanted to say to Maureen is what what's really interesting is they're showing me the, the hamster get out of the cage and um, shapeshift into a bird of prey and mm. um, it's spr- sprout wings, which is so interesting because the, the, the mountain, you know, it's, how about don't bother climbing up. Just spread your wings and fly. Oh, and, there you go. I know. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know. So she's, and, and also what they're saying is it's specifically a bird of prey, like it, like an eagle or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're saying she feels like the hunted and she needs to realize her hunter, like she's a hunter. She can hunt mm-hmm. out whatever she wants mm-hmm. in life. You're not like a little rodent trapped in a cage. So if you let, let them let them show you your own huntress and how to how to really be laser focused in life and and be able to just snatch your prey up whatever whatever that means for you oh i love that and i love the word prey with prey like bird of prey also not just the hunter but also the one who can pray that can rise above wow Mm. this is becoming magical this is becoming (laughs) like all of us all of us that are listening are coming out of our cage, our little hamster out of the wheel, poof, into a bird of prey where we could be the hunter, but also the prayer. Ooh, mama, I'm loving this. Well, Gosh, thank I'm you mama. so much. Sign that me was up. hot. Sign me up. I know I'll have what she's having. Thank you so much. Okay, so I have a quick question for you. This is actually my big question. And Nancy T, I know you've got yours I too. So I'll... Okay, you go first and then I have, I'll have oh. mine. Go for it. Well, okay, Kelly, you're going to be interested in this question too, because you were I there know. when it happened. Okay. I know. Corinne, this is, <laughs> no, no, this is good. Do you remember when we were in, okay, now where were we? I think we were in Guatemala and we went to church <laughs> and I turned around and a bubble floated down into my hand and there were no other mm. bubbles in the church and there was right. nothing around. And this little bubble was in the palm of my hand. And I had enough time to tap Kelly and say, look at this. And then she's like, what? <laughs> there were bubbles? I didn't see bubbles. And I said, there's no, this, this is all in church. No, it's this bubble and it's still in my hand. And she's like, oh my gosh. And we walked, we stayed in the church for another 15 minutes. The bubble's still there. I We walk out of the church and walk all the way back to, you know, it's a five or 10 minute walk back to where we were staying up the stairs inside the building all through all the way and then I I have to go to the bathroom I had to pee <laughs> but I had the bubble the entire time now I'm sorry but I just can't think that this was some kid blowing bubbles I caught it and it just so happened to withstand outdoor weather and 
me walking and such. I think it was something else. And I've always thought it was something else, but I don't tell this story to anyone. I'm sitting here with my palm open, like I'm still holding this bubble. Um, I, I don't tell totally anyone because it. they would oh think God, I'm loony. And then I, I heard you it. talking. Hmm? I was a witness. I was you there. Were, you so saw it. You were loony. It. We're both loony. Yes. Right. So... I, I haven't told anyone about this and I don't even talk to you about it much, but I always thought this is something, this is not a, I don't even know if it really is a bubble. It just looks like one. It finally fell away. You know, when I was peeing <laughs> to be so graphic and, and, and transparent. Um, and then it was, there was a ring where it had been sitting for a while mm. and I didn't even want to wash my hands, but of course I did. Um, so I, what wow. do you say? I, now I feel like it was an angel. What do you think? <laughs> It was a bubble. That was it. It was a bubble. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Who was it? Do you know which angel? Would you know? (laughs) I loved that angel. Yeah. I mean, what, what a great manifestation for you. So that must have been like a really powerful um, environment for them to be able to manifest something for you like that. Um, well, do the, do, yes, I was with Kelly and she and I do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really, that was so cool. I mean, it's, it's amazing when there's some kind of a physical, like you, Corinne, with the bird, I mean, I know, with God. the birds, uh, like that. And then this bubble, this was a phenomenon. I remember being there and like watching it forever. Like bubbles don't last that long. <laughs> and where did it they come from? And it was like, less than, less than a second, less than a second. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, yes. that was definitely... <laughs> incredible so you just have to i mean it's so easy to say okay wow that was cool and then our mind immediately goes to well let's get practical but no let's not get practical or this i is couldn't tell anyone but i didn't parent. ever get practical about it because <laughs> i've never good, seen good, a bubble good. do that so no, that I part i had down but i just sort of wanted to know what that was about now I'm trying to think, I I was getting some dental work done and I was in a lot of physical pain. And I don't know if that was maybe an angel saying, I'm with you, I'll get you through this pain or maybe not. But I, I never really did come to knowing what it was. I was just really excited that it happened. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that sounds really fun and really, really beautiful and so playful that it's a bubble, you know, so mm-hmm. playful. Mm-hmm. And is it even... Like, do we even need to know what does it mean exactly other than it kind of, it feels like it's an elevator, like it's a quick, like state shift, like, like immediately we're just in another zone in like the realm of miracles. And I feel like that just opens the floodgates to all kinds of insights and just a shift in the energy, which I think is the, is the miracle in and of itself. Is there, is there more to it that we should do when those, when a physical demonstration demonstration happens like with you with the bird is it just like okay this is real I'm attuned to it yeah I think that you have a choice you can put it back in the box and and not ever unpack the rest of the gifts that's coming so you know a lot of us have amazing things happen and uh, we kind of run away from them we don't talk about them and we shut it down with uh, with disbelief Um, and not that you have to talk about it but you know I feel like it's a it's an invitation so in my case when the bird divided into three, I had a choice. I could, um, you know, I could just be like, okay, that must be, you know, my early 20s and all the psychedelics I used to do catching up with me. 
right? (laughs) (laughs) They don't call them magic mushrooms for nothing. I had a lot, a lot of drugs back then. So, I mean, but this was, you know, 15 years after, you know, my, my big, you know, drug, drug, drug days. And so Mm. I could have just thought like, okay, I'm hallucinating. Um, But the thing was, is that the energy, uh, the I could feel it. Like I could feel all this love cascading inside of me all around me. And it just felt like static was in the air. And, but still real life is, is, um, can be heavy sometimes. And you, you, sometimes if you can't put like, where's a miracle going to fit in my life? I don't know. But what it started happening for me is that I started being able to hear a different voice inside of me that was guiding me towards, uh, um, different things like beautiful things uh, whereas before I could only hear the tyrannical voice inside of me that was really making me feel small and um, and making me you know just essentially abuse myself in any which way that was possible so I feel like some miracles are, are there it's an opportunity for you to to pursue that path. So I decided I needed to learn everything I could about angels, even though in the beginning it was on the DL. I didn't talk about that miracle for a couple of years, you know, um, but I'm no, as, pursuing it. As, as you're saying all of this, I'm, I'm thinking that, that the realm of angels is similar to dreams in that, like having the dream is kind of a miracle in and of itself. And we don't even have to interpret it and having some kind of like a bubble that lands in your hand or the bird that falls in front of you or, and divides into three. It's like, you don't have to know what that means. It's just to be present to it puts you in a different, it opens your mind. But then if we can take, take another moment and another step toward it and say, but what does that mean? And, and what action can I take to honor it? And I feel like that's what you did, Corinne. And I'm even picturing like if it were a dream, if it were my dream where a bird fell on the ground in front of me and then divided, I would think there's something, because if everyone in the dream is an aspect of self, it would be like the fallen angel part of myself, the part of me that was winged, that, that fell. And it's kind of trying to get my attention. Like I'm also that kind of fallen angel, but I can also redeem myself. I can also like, it's like the Holy Trinity of birds. The there's three of them or were they four altogether? There were, how many birds ended up happening? Oops. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. A lot. So there's, so there's this, like this, it's like the resurrection in a sense of self. So to me, I feel like I'm the bird that fell and I'm also the bird that resurrected and I've got these three aspects. And so, and with, I have to, I have to tell you, I have to tell you this little thing that did not, I did not write in the book because I I don't know why I leave this part out, but um, maybe because it's like, oh, come on. You know, okay. so dur- during the session, during that first angel healing session, she yeah. has me on the table. She touches my shoulder and she's like, oh, my gosh. And I said, what? You know, she's like, wow, you're storing a lot of anger here. And I was like, yeah, no, sh- you know, uh, no shiznit. Can I say that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Can I just say, Corinne, I just friggin love you. OK, keep going. <laughs> so. So I'm like, yeah, I'm angry, right? You know, and (laughs) she said, (laughs) okay, so she said, she said to me, she said, hey, this is, you know, what they're showing me is this this is where your wing was clipped. (gasps) 
in Whoa. in another in another realm and that you're carrying that memory of that of that loss mm-hmm. and at the time I was like okay whatever you know I, I take everything with a grain of salt I am not a what do you call it? I'm not gullible let's put it that way so I take everything <laughs> um you know, with a grain of salt. And so um, I didn't think much of it. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Just fix me up. Sounds good. And, uh, and yeah, but then right a couple days later, here's this bird with a mangled wing that divides itself into three healthy birds. (sighs) And I'll tell you, that was the first miracle because my heart, my mind, my life changed after that. Right. So it was, it really was a personal transformation as well. Wow. And it couldn't happen to a more perfect person because it's, it's kind of like, I I keep thinking about Daniel Brinkley. I've had him on the show and I just love him so much because it like his story is that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a card carrying member of the church. He was like a badass and, you know, did, did a whole bunch of stuff that he wasn't proud of. And, and then it's like, and then he gets to go to heaven. He's like, what me of all people? Oh my God. So it's so much more compelling. So I love, I love that there's the, that there was the drug use. I mean, not that I love, you know, I would never say that to anybody (laughs) like, yay, go do that. But, but I love that you've been there. It's like Terry Cole Whitaker's book. Every, every saint, what is it? Every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. I just love that. So I feel like it's completely magical. And I love that there's this additional synchronicity. It's not just the bird dividing into three. It's very relevant. And I feel like it's worth spending a little time interpreting these angelic signs. So it's, it's valuable to, I would say, even do Nancy, your bubble on the hand. I I love that Corinne, you said that it's like to you, the bubble is like a playful kind of a thing. To me, there's also like a bubble. I, I often think about a bubble of protection. Like it can be so simple. It's so like I can see in and out of it. It's 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 not something that's a heavy cloak of protection, but I think of it as this thing that that is like it protects me, it lifts me up. What's a bubble mean to you, Nancy? Like if we were just doing a dream interpretation, what's that? What's a bubble? Oh my gosh, it's I mean literally, it's both of those things. It is either playful or it's protection. It's there's no, truly and there's nothing else I think of with bubbles. I feel like there's something about you being bubbly and connecting to your angelic nature. Like they say, how, why do angels fly? Because they take themselves lightly. Ba-dum-bum. Okay. Well, I yeah. And one. I've been called bubbly for years, even in grade school. It's one of the first comments my teachers made that I was bubbly. Aww. You you are Aww. an angel and you are so bubbly. And it's what I love about you. Okay. I have to ask you this question because the time is going so fast. So um, some people and I would say myself included, even though I have my go-to angels, but I'm I'm not necessarily fluent in the language of angel. Like, I don't have all the angels memorized and knowing exactly what each one does and which one to pray for at a moment's notice. Do you need to be? Um, so sometimes I'll just say, call in all angels, like the song. Like, I'm just calling all y'all. And like, come in, I need you now, like bring it and I'll feel something shift. I'll feel something open, but is it better? Would you say, does it matter if you call them all call on whoever is listening, whoever's on duty, or is it better to have a specific, is is it better to be fluent Mm -hmm. in this language? What's your response to that? 
So I have a policy where it's like, hey, kick no angel out of bed. Invite them all in, you know? Invite them all. Even the funky ones, even the ones a little askew. Right. Guys, right? I mean, I'm just saying, be extremely polyamorous in your love for angels. (laughs) That's fantastic. Can you believe they let me talk? They let they let me talk about them. It's crazy. Like they love you even more. I know it. They're like, that's our girl. I picked her. No, I picked her. They're like fighting over you. Listening. Oh my god. They did it to themselves. Whatever. So um, right. I, when I'm like calling on angels, I call on all the, the orders of the angels, all the, you know, that are from, from God of the light. But when I'm working ceremonially, ritualistically, mm. which is a big, I'm a huge believer in bringing ceremony into your life yes. on the day, on the daily, which is really what the book helps people do because we're mm-hmm. hardwired for it. Um, right. You don't even have to be religious. It just works. So, uh, mm. so. So when I'm really doing a specific act, like, hey, I'm leading an intuitive healing retreat, um, th- actually this weekend in Santa Cruz, and so Ooh. I've been working over overtime, um, working with Archangel Gabriel, who is the connector, who's the messenger, because I, I, Archangel Gabriel wants to work at at the workshop and wants to be, in a sense, the governor of the workshop. So. So knowing Archangel Gabriel mm. is the is the the you know he uh, he or she some people see see them differently, but you know they 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 told Mary hey Jesus is coming you're gonna have a baby you're gonna have a son so so uh, <laughs> he's got an important role and and so uh, I'm gonna work directly with Archangel Gabriel I've been working with Archangel Gabriel to help me be a better messenger of of the divine messages that are going to come through to, for the people that are attending. So you can use specific archangels to really help. And I'm telling you, it works, uh, which by the way, I feel like a lot of the rhyming was coming from uh, Jesus and Archangel Gabriel, because they help us with our communication and you start mm. speaking in with a different, um, um, uh, what do you cadence sometimes? Mm. Mm. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say to people who feel like there aren't any angels around them? If there's anyone who ever says that to you, like, I just feel like I'm alone and there aren't, obviously we think there are, but what do you say to them? Well, I would just say, take a number because most of us feel Mm -hmm. like we are alone. That is my whole point. I felt alone, which is why I was suffering. And back then my only prayer was literally every morning I would wake up and hope that that day was my last day. So Mm. I, had no idea. I felt isolated, alone my whole life. And it didn't matter how many people were around me or how many people loved me. I could not take the love in. So yes, we all feel like that. We're kind of born into that, that energy or that feeling of separation, all of us. And I feel like that is the first poverty for all of us. That's the biggest poverty is that we have this disconnection, this isolation. And so you may feel alone, like you don't have angels, but it doesn't matter because they're with you and you do not have to believe in them because they believe in you. So the only thing that we have to do is just create a small opening and embrace a possibility that they are there and be diligent 
best in working an experiment. So that's why the book is called The Angel Experiment. Mm, it's, it's a freaking experiment. It. Try it because I have so much faith and I know that angels are real and we put all kinds of crazy, awesome juju in there and people are having incredible things happen. But that's why I love working with angels and I feel so blessed because really my calling is to help people feel abundant in their spiritual connection, not impoverished. I love this. And Nancy T and I, are, we made a vow that we're going to do this angel experiment. And then hopefully, Corinne, I'm going to have you back on. I'm going to reach out to Kim Corbett and get you back on after Nancy and I do this. So, um, and maybe whoever else wants to join us, just give me oh a message God. on Facebook. In fact, speaking of Facebook, tell people how they can find you so they can not just get your book, The Angel Experiment, a 21 day magical adventure to heal your life, but tell them all the ways they can find you and, and your upcoming retreat. Yes. Okay. So um, there's a book. There's also a free seven day um, uh, download on my website, corengrillo.com. And it's a seven day email sequence that opens your life up to angels and helps you essentially detox from the blocks that might be blocking you from actually feeling them and experiencing them. So there's mm. that. So go to my website. Ooh. There's stuff going on there. And I'm a lot on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, go to uh, Karen Grillo, my business page, or the Seven Day Miracle Challenge Facebook group, which is where uh, that seven day uh, a series, a lot of the people who've taken that are over there. And a lot of people who have read the book are over there. And people mm. are sharing amazing stories all the time about their angel experiences. So super fun. Oh my God, this has been so enlivening and I feel like we just barely got started, but I want to thank the angels. Is there one angel that we could just give a shout out to as we're closing out here to send us into our day with wings? Well, I feel like since Archangel Uriel came in so strong for Maureen that she probably represents a collective here. So Archangel Uriel to help clean up your mind and help give you clarity and laser focus um, and wisdom. Oh my God, Corinne Grillo, you are amazing. Thank you so much for joining Nancy T and I here yes, on the Ask you. Dr. Dream that show. So, so everyone, fun. it was so much fun. You are hilarious <laughs> and I love you and I can't wait to have you back. Her website is CorinneGrillo.com, C-O-R-I-N-G-R-I-L-L-O. Thank you everyone so much for joining us. Go and check out the Dream Goddess Empowerment Deck. It's on Amazon now You for pre-order. And until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down. See you next week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.